0: All right, Vol Nation, Monday afternoon after a good victory for Tennessee over UTSA, Jason here with you, uh, at the VFL show on X or Twitter, or whatever the hell we call it nowadays, Um, 45-14 Tennessee defeating UTSA. Saturday uh, afternoon, evening at Neyland Stadium, Uh, it was, you know, uh, a a lot of good, a lot of you know, and of course some not. uh, To take away from what had happened, the first half was was you know fantastic for Tennessee, uh, you know, for the most part, um, being able to take a thirty-one nothing halftime lead into into the locker room, but you can't really talk about this game without being able to talk about what Joe Milton did first play, 81-yard uh, touchdown run uh, on uh, on the keeper uh, that, you know, Joe Joe did that all by himself, and he was able to beat the entire uh, roadrunner defense and, and make it 7 nothing, and so if anybody listens or has listened, there has been talk on this podcast about Joe Milton being able to run more and needing to run more. I mean the guy is 6'5250 and you see what happens when he get when he scampers to the end zone. Most people can't catch him. And we hadn't really seen a lot of that. I don't I don't know if that's just because Joe is not reading what the defense has given him or or he's being told to not run or it just hasn't been there, but uh, I mean, uh, it, it really has been, it has been there. He's just not really been doing it, but for whatever reason, um, he hadn't done it really in, until that point. And so that was kind of like a big, Hey, shut up. I can, I can run everybody chill out. Now he did rush for, I think 90 yards on the day or something like that, but most of it was on that one run. So, you, you know, you, you take from that what you will. Um, Tennessee looked good first quarter, uh, and for most of the second quarter, they were pretty much doing whatever they wanted to. Um, the backup quarterback for UTSA, um, what Mar Marberger or something like that. I mean, he was he was he was in because Frank Harris wasn't able to play. He wasn't any good, and and that led to UTSA switching quarterbacks at halftime, and their their backup. Their third-string quarterback is actually better than their backup quarterback, and and probably you know can can do a lot of things for them in the future once Frank Harris moves on uh, from school. But I liked the game plan uh, for Tennessee. They were much more sound offensively and defensively, and and you know they weren't penalized like they were against Florida. Um, and there's a lot to say you know about that because. You know, UTSA and Jeff Trailer have been together for four years. Um, he is our head coach, and they've won two conference championships in a row. It is Conference USA, and I understand that a lot of people who are SEC and, and you know, ACC and Big Ten and Big 12 football fans really don't really understand, um, you know, about these lower-tier conferences. Like, for example you know, me and my family are from, from out West. Um, I was born in Las Vegas and I lived there for 30 years. And so before I ever went to Neyland stadium and knew anything about Tennessee culture, I was a, uh, UNLV fan, uh, being from Las Vegas. And I can tell you something about Mountain West and, and, and conference USA and whack when the whack was around and, and Sunbelt and Mac and, and, you know, big West conferences like this, um, in football and basketball, are a lot better than people think and give credit for. And I, I'm in no way, shape, or form comparing them to SEC football. Because being in the SEC and watching SEC games is kind of like watching NFL games compared to watching college games. Uh, the SEC is uh, in, its own, in its own league. And I know that a lot of folks believe that the SEC is down. This year, because you see what the Pac-12 is doing in their last year uh, of, of existence the way it is, and you see what other conferences are doing, and, and the SEC is kind of off to a little bit of a sluggish start, I think that will obviously pick up and change, but the SEC is big boy, it's big boy country, uh, no question about it, and with that being said, If Joe Milton is not able to compete in big boy country, he's not really going to be able to do, you know, what a lot of fans think that he can do for Tennessee. Um, There was a scare for Joe Milton uh, late in the second half. Uh, He went down and he bent, his leg bent in a really uncomfortable way to look at. I mean, I couldn't even really even imagine going through that. But he went down, and from that point, he was not the same quarterback. Um, I think he had like a one-for-eight stretch, and he missed like a whole bunch of passes in a row. It, it It was all a part of a third quarter for Tennessee that was not pretty. And it allowed UTSA to get their only points of the game uh, on back-to-back drives, being able to put touchdowns on the board with the third-string quarterback. His name eludes me, but it really doesn't matter, uh, to be honest with you, Um, and I don't, I don't mean to be, you know, it doesn't mean that he's not any good. I just, that's not really part of the story. The story is, is that Joe was not the same, and The defense, uh, offense, the team just in general came out looking like they were asleep from halftime, and I don't really think that that's, um, that's not good. It's not good when when your head coach has to hype you up during the game, right? Because you could see, like, I saw it on TV, and I'm sure, I don't know, it depends on what side of the stadium, of Nealon Stadium you sit on, because... Hyple is in front of those curtains uh, when they call plays. So, like for instance, our seats um, when me and my brother in law go to Nealon, which will we we will be there Friday night um, and at the game Saturday, and I'll explain a little bit more about that later on. But if you are on the st- side of the stadium that we are on, you can't really see Josh Hyple a lot because uh, he's behind the curtains. But when the curtains kind of part, and he's urging his team to give more energy, you shouldn't have to do that. Like, I get that it's UTSA, and I get that it's really not, you know, it's not its not South Carolina or Texas A&M or Alabama or whoever, but you got to give maximum effort all the time. Like, it's just not because you feel like, and, you know, uh, we could take plays off, because you see what happens. Uh, Austin P. took plays off, was looking ahead, clearly. And then in the game that they were looking ahead to, the Florida game, came out and laid an egg. So and then and then in the UTSA game, first half great, third quarter kind of crappy, and then get it, you know, getting it back on track in the fourth quarter. So let me make this point. Everybody got scared, or a lot of people got scared, I will say, when Joe Milton went down. What are people so the 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 Joe Naysayers, which is not me. I feel like Joe should take every snap that means anything for Tennessee this year unless he's hurt because Nico is just not ready yet, in my opinion, and I don't think that the team needs to go there at this point. But playing the other side here, okay, what are the Joe Na or, or the uh, the Nico promoters? What are they worried about if Joe gets hurt, right? Because then you put Nico in. But you see when Nico comes in, and the couple of possessions that he was a part of, he just kind of didn't look ready. And I know it's a small sample it's a small sample size. Like against Austin P, it should have been a huge sample size. Like you should have got Nico like second half, like the whole half, like or at least the whole fourth quarter, something like that. But you weren't able to because you weren't focused. So now those valuable reps that Nico could have got and other guys on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, those are all lost because You didn't play the way that you were supposed to play. And now here we are. So Nico, it doesn't look ready to me. And that's because he hasn't gotten valuable reps. And because Joe Milton is the guy. You have Joe Milton. You've got Nico Iamaliava. You have Gaston Moore. You have Navy Shuler. Okay? Who out of those guys do you want snapping the ball? Or or taking snaps? You want the six-year guy? The first-year guy? or just a couple of other guys who are happy to be at Tennessee. Let's let's face it. Gaston Moore was with Josh Heupel at UCF. He is happy to be at Tennessee with Josh Heupel. Navy Schuler is a legacy. His father was Heath Schuler, who almost won the freaking Heisman trophy at 30 years ago. Okay? He's just happy to be at Tennessee in case I don't in case you guys don't know that. So your choices are Joe Milton, 6th year Which there's a whole other side of Joe Milton being in college for six years and still being what Joe Milton is, okay? There's six years of Joe Milton or there's a couple months of Nico. Which one do you people want? That's for the Nico promoters, which I am not one of. I like Nico. The best player or second best in the class of of 2023 is going to be the guy next year. Look, he's going to be the guy next year. So... He will have his time. Joe Milton is not Hendon Hooker. Stop thinking that he is. Joe Milton is Joe Milton. Joe Milton gives his all for Tennessee. Is he is 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 he as bright and smart as Hendon Hooker under center or you know, in you know in in the shotgun or or, or wherever? No, he's bright and smart, but he's not Hendon Hooker. People right? You've, you've, if Joe Milton leads you to eight or nine wins, be happy with that because that's, that's the, the ceiling. That's what Joe is going to give you. If you put Nico in there, I, I don't know if you make it to a bowl game. I'll be real honest with you and you already have three wins. All right. If you put Nico in there, where are you, where are your other wins? It's not South Carolina, it's not Texas A&M, it's not Alabama, it's probably not Kentucky. So, UConn, do you get Missouri? I don't know. They're 4-0 and they're ranked, and the game is in Columbia this year, and then you got Vandy. Do you get to six wins with Nico? Do you get to six wins with Joe? In fact, with Joe, you probably get to eight. Spoiled or not? Now, this fan base, now, I haven't been a part of this fan base for a long, long time, so correct me, please, but it's been a long time before last year that this fan base had anything to cheer about consistently. Don't throw it away. Don't piss on it, all right? Eight or nine wins after an 11-year win total from 2022 and Josh Heupel's third year, eight or nine wins is, is perfectly acceptable that still gets you somewhere near new year's day or eve bowl game because there are so many like the orange bowl was december 30th i mean the sec has enough bowl ties to where they will get tennessee at eight wins or nine wins will get a bowl somewhere near heading toward new year's and so what if it's some bowl in Florida or whatever other bowl you have to accept, and I know it might be a lot easier for, for people like me to accept this, but let me just say, I'm invested in this, in this, in this university. I do, I, I am becoming as invested as everybody else. There's no shame in, in eight or nine wins. All right. Cause Joe, Mil- that's what Joe Milton is. But it's kind of like my comp, you know, it's kind of like what, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, about Kamal Haddon. Like, yeah, he probably should be replaced, but he's a fifth year senior and his backup is a freshman. So if you're going to get three quarters effort from Kamal Haddon, are you going to get more than that? From a freshman, and not just effort, but ability to make the plays, and so that's something that you got to think about with Joe too. That's my Joe Milton rant. Uh, I think that we all just got to kind of hang tight uh, with Joe because um, he's the best option right now. And if he gets hurt, I think that Tennessee is in a world of trouble because Nico will be the guy, but Nico is not the guy yet. So plenty of time for that. With the forty-five to fourteen win, Tennessee is now three and one. This upcoming week is going to be very, very, very important in preparation for South Carolina. So, um, I will talk more about South Carolina Friday. um, Friday morning, most likely. Because what's going to end up happening is Friday afternoon, uh, we will make the trek to Knoxville. Um, And for us, it's about a five-hour drive. So... Uh, we'll be there in the evening. Uh, we will be at uh, the uh, the team hotel, uh, which is the Crown Plaza uh, in downtown Knoxville. And um, don't be afraid to come say hi. I mean, you know, uh, we'll be there probably about five six o'clock. Uh, then we're going to go get to buy uh, you know, a bite to eat. Uh, full disclosure: Calhoun's on the river is amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. It's uh, it's kind of tradition since we've been going to Knoxville. This is this will be my fifth visit, well sixth if you including the spring game last year. It'll be my fifth game, sixth visit uh, to Knoxville. Uh, so I mean the schedule is is pretty much that. So I mean uh, about six o'clock there uh, around there. We'll be at the Crown Plaza Knoxville uh, in the lobby uh, and. After that, we'll probably go get a bite to eat, and uh, I'm gonna push uh, to go to our to go to our our, our place. That, you know, that's tradition for for us when me and my brother-in-law go and visit uh, Knoxville. C- Calhoun's on the river. Fuck, F- fantastic food. So this this week in preparation, super super important for Tennessee because there is revenge that is 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 going to be needed to be delivered uh, to the South Carolina Gamecocks and Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer. And, um, I guess, you know what, let's just, let's save, save a lot of that for Friday. Um, you know, in kind of a roundabout way, it'll be under the lights, 7.30, uh, Saturday night in in Nealon Stadium. Uh, there hasn't been an announcement on what the uniform or the, uh, crowd, uh, plan is in terms of. What, every, what everybody on the field and off is gonna wear so that'll be displayed uh, that'll be uh, uncovered uh, in the next in the next few days I'm sure so at the VFL show um, on Twitter X whatever you want to call it I've got a lot to say and I'm gonna I've got a lot to say about South Carolina and uh, we'll talk we'll talk later in the week about that I'm gonna collect my words and um, lots of stuff going on there uh, be sure and subscribe uh, on whatever listening platform that you do listen to our show. I'm working on getting the show on Apple. It's it, Apple is being kind of difficult right now, but we're pretty much on on others. Uh, Spotify. Um, there's also Google Podcasts. Uh, there's iHeart. There's Amazon. There's uh, etc. So, and, and as the show grows, there will be more in the future. But. Um, Jason Williams is my name, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later in the week. Um, Everybody have a safe one. Go Vols.